welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I am joined by my very good friends. First of all, we got Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. To my left, to my right, we have Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. And down further to my left, my man, Apple Zach's Zach Markham in the building. Gentlemen, Good to be with you guys tonight. We are excited to have another uh, wonderful episode of the Royal Geek Podcast. How y'all doing? Uh, doing well. You know, it was a long week, so I'm glad to be able to get down with you guys and, you know, start digging into our content. Yeah, it's been a wild week. Um, not only is it, uh, you know, it's a Marvel review, right? But uh, we've had uh, our fantasy football draft is tomorrow, and all week yep. has been chaos with our, uh, our Dynasty League. It's been, it's been pretty wild. Nice. Well, my week's been crazy as well. Oh. Uh, um, been looking forward to this podcast uh, since the start of the week, well, so yeah, happy to be here. You almost died like twice. Yes. But I, I may not be here next next week. <laughs> what, what our listeners and viewers don't know is that the last two episodes, we have come in here and heard a story about how Markham almost died. Yeah. Literally two weeks straight. Two weeks straight. Yeah. So. Might be a third next week. How many lives do you have left is the real, real know, question, yeah. Hopefully it's nine like a cat, you know. Dude, for real, I'm scared for you, bro. Yeah. Get better, get better. Get well soon. Yeah. Do oh, better. man. <laughs> do better. Love it. Um, <laughs> big shout out to all of our listeners, all of our viewers, all of our fans, all of our friends, everybody who tunes in. Um, we appreciate you guys so much. If you could, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen or watch because you can now find us on YouTube and watch our videos. No big deal. Yeah, that's right. Officially, yep. we are officially on YouTube now. Yeah. Um, yep. So check that out. And um, yeah, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. Believe it or not, we're still on Twitter. That's right. Yeah. Still there. We're there. So follow us, um, interact with us, and uh, help us to make this show a whole lot better than it is. Although I think it's pretty cool, if you ask me. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be reviewing episode two of She-Hulk tonight, which was titled... Superhuman law. That's right. Yep. You yes, it. you got it. That is correct. It. I got it. Superhuman law. So uh, we're going to be reviewing that tonight. This is your spoiler warning. If you haven't checked out episode two of She-Hulk, um, do not proceed any further. Pause this video. Go watch it. Pause this podcast. Go watch it. And then come on back. All right, boys. Superhuman law. Um, She-Hulk. Episode two. How you guys feeling? Uh, meh. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it just seemed like there was a lot of... Uh, just moving along type of stuff. There wasn't anything that was super like interesting or, you know, compelling about this episode. To be honest, interesting. It, it wasn't it wasn't super at all. <laughs> uh, like right like right when the episode I thought it was like right you know, it was about to get going. Like it like that was it. The episode's the, over. The episode's yeah. over. And I'm like, what yeah. the heck is yeah. this? Yeah. Man. So we we probably should address the fact that and we've known for a while that this was going to be a a longer season with shorter episodes and it was going to feel more like a comedy, not necessarily like a sitcom, but it really could fit in like a 30 minute window on a TV yeah. station, yeah. right? Yep. On a yeah. TV channel. Like it really could. So it, it very much feels like a, a 30 minute comedy series. Um, and uh, for the most part, people thought it was pretty funny. Have you guys enjoyed the humor? Hon- honestly, no, not mm-hmm. yet. I mean, there's been a few, any, any of the fourth wall stuff has made me chuckle but as far as like the writing i feel like the writing has been pretty weak so far in the series and i've been a little disappointed so far so we'll we'll see how the episode three wins me back yeah i feel like there's been like some like you said there's been some moments but there hasn't been anything that's been like 
cracking my side, except for, of course, the one moment that we've been, you know, harping on with uh, with the whole Captain America situation. Yep. But um, other than that, it's been just, you know, it's been decent so far, but there hasn't been anything. It hasn't been super mind-blowing on the comedy levels or anything like that. Yeah, same. Comedy's been dry. Honestly, the writing's been kind of dry. Um, I don't know, like, what direction they're trying to go in with the episode. There's been some scenes that's been pretty interesting, uh, like Banner, like, on the ship, like, you know, oh, go, yeah, going yeah. somewhere. You know, where's he going? Um, but at the same time, like, is that it? Is that all we're going to see of Banner, like, in the episode? Yeah, I feel like that is, even though it looks interesting, I feel like that was a, hey, this is the last time you're going to yep. see him oh, type of scene. Oh, for sure. That's yep. like, <laughs> unfortunately, to me. Uh, yeah. if anything, that's setting up, like, you know, Planet Hulk or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Typically, when a character goes into space... That is them saying goodbye for a little while. Yep. <laughs> that's that's yeah, been the that's Marvel's typical rule. Marvel. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for the most part. So, okay, so everyone's kind of generally down on yeah. She Hulk. Yeah, are you going to bring us up? Or? Uh, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'll okay. give it a shot. Go for it. So, again, I think it's, it's tough, right? Like, Marvel, once again, is doing something it's never done before. Like, this is a, they have advertised like it's going to be a comedy. So they're they're not saying this is WandaVision. They're not saying this is Loki. I don't get the feeling that the the win, the draw for this show is the mystery like we had in WandaVision, Loki, Moon Knight. I don't yep. think it's like the win is the action like we had in Winter uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yep. Um, I feel like the win for them, and they might not even know. They're trying to do something that they've never done before by having a a shorter episode comedy series, and. Um, so far, we've got two. And what's tough about that is when you have short episodes, like you have short episodes. So there's less time to yet kind of develop, develop the yeah, plot. What's going on. Yeah. So, so far, yeah. you've had an episode that was literally the origin story. Yeah. Which Correct. is great. We said that last week, how we were excited that they finished that. Yep. And then this is like the next day. Like she literally like gets fired from her job. Yep. And we see her struggling to get a new job. And then we she gets a new job with... Um, what is it? Uh, man, what's uh, the name? Hold, hold, GLK and H? And H, GLK and H. Yep, what were you going to say, Markham? Uh, the name. Uh, Holden Holloway. Holloway. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, so Holloway approaches her in the bar and, you know, gives her a job. And uh, you see her internal struggle of dealing with, like, the morality of, or not even the morality, but the, the position they put her in. Like, they want her to be She-Hulk while she's a lawyer. And that right there yeah. is, like, a big thing like her identity like she was defiant in yeah. episode one yeah. with with very, her cousin very Bruce. much so yep. yeah. she's like i'm a lawyer she has mentioned i think twice i did not get all these student loans to, yeah you know um all the student debt to just be a superhero yeah. yeah and it'd be one thing if they just wanted her to do superhuman law but you know not only that they want her to be in she-Hulk form the right. entire time that she is doing it. Right. So that, that that's an extra, like, you know, it would be one thing if they were like, okay, you're superhuman, so you know what it feels like to be that. So we would like you to practice law on behalf of people who are superhuman or are affected by superhumans. That right. would be, to me, that would make a lot of sense. But I feel like the, the twisting of the knife is the whole she has to be in She-Hulk form while doing so because that makes it seem, and she states it as well, that it makes it seem more like that she got it uh, uh 
mainly because she was superhuman and that she's almost maybe kind of like a sideshow. Well, yep. he also, well before he offered the job, he did say you impressed me because you had a your case was yeah. won until I um, appealed it for for the distraction or whatever. Yes, right? mistrial. So right? like he did, yeah, he did kind of say that her skills were the reason that he wanted her, but he doubled down on it, like, well, but we want you to be She-Hulk the whole time. Yeah. Like, so he was kind of giving a compliment, but also tr- making her do something she didn't want to do at all. Well, how much would he have actually divulged if she hadn't just stopped him and said, you know, fine, I'm going to take the job? Like, maybe he would have been straight up like, hey, but you have to be She-Hulk the whole entire time. Because he was going to give her more information, but she chose yeah, that's true. not yep. to get any of that information before she accepted a job. So in my mind, that's kind of on her. Because yeah, who knows? Totally he, on Like, her. he may have been like, you know what? This is the stipulations that you have if you want this job. And she may have not been at this moral impasse of like, well, I already took the job, but now I don't like something that was in the stipulation, which I probably would have gotten if I had actually been paying attention. Mm. Yeah. And I think that she took it out of, well, obviously she took it out of desperation. Yes. With, you know, the fact that she's facing rejection from, sure. all, from all these other different law firms. And then on top of that, I feel like it has to do with her, um, her life status with her family. Yeah. So like she, she can't handle being at like at the bottom. Uh, she has like the certain status with her family. At least that's the vibe, that's the vibe I was getting through the episode where like her competition now is like, it's her cousin or something like <laughs> manager, what, for man, Best Buy. Ma- manager for Best yes. Buy. Like that's her competition now. Like it, like he's winning cause she's unemployed. Yeah. So she, she had to take that job out of desperation to get herself back up until that, uh, social status. Although the way I saw that, that was it seemed like there was a lot of pressure that she was putting on herself. Correct. Her family didn't seem to be all that much like she steps in the door and they're like super pitying her or right. they're like super like judging her because of this fact. Correct. It seemed like a lot of this pressure was stuff that she was putting on herself yep. that she felt like she had to be to show out to her family. Correct. Rather than truthfully them putting that extra pressure on her. Right. Well, that's exactly what insecurity is, right? Like I mean, yeah, putting all the pressure on yourself. Yep. Whether they, whether it's actually there or not. Yeah. Great point. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to make the case that the writing, I'm not going to say it's the best writing in the world. It's, it's certainly not, but I mean, you guys are coming in kind of strong saying the writing has been kind of weak. I, in well, my mind, like they've developed the plot and furthered it along in two episodes. And I don't feel like we've got a dud yet. Well, when you advertise it as a comedy, I mean, writing, comedy is a skill like the the best comedies out there yeah like the writing is so like ingenious right but yep they're like they said they're advertising this as a comedy if they didn't advertise this as a comedy then i wouldn't have put too much emphasis on expecting that in yeah. the writing yeah, yeah. what How? i would what i would say is you either got you got to pick a path like you either have to be like all the way to the edge funny yep or you're gonna be have to be driving the story along Correct. Like, so you can't have like this middle road where you're funny a little bit and then you're sort of driving the the plot along and you're just like, you're not really choosing a lane here and you're just kind of straddling that, you know, that uh, white line, you know? Yeah. And so what do you, th- do you think they're like, they've chosen a path so far in two episodes? I would say they have, oh, like they haven't really, I feel like they've had moments where, you know, they, they've had jokes and things like that, but they've been a little bit slow on driving the plot in my mind at the moment. Um, I'm, and I'm not saying that they haven't been moving the plot along and that they haven't had jokes. It just seems like they don't really have a path yet. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like they, like towards the end of the episode, they kind of established like sort of like in the way that they want to go with like a Mill Blonsky and everything and his abomination. Yeah. 
Um, it looks like that we're definitely going to get Wong in this. Uh, probably a lot oh, yeah. more than what we were thinking. Um, it, as far as it going in that direction, I don't know like how much they're going to focus on that one that one scenario that, or if they're going to open up like another door and go another direction along like with Abomination and stuff like that. Man, I'm I'm shocked right now. I think you guys are being hypercritical. This is crazy. <laughs> like, I think they're developing the plot perfectly so fine at think, a great rate. You think we're part of the toxic Marvel fandom right now? Uh, Man. yes. Okay. I think this is proof that, and I've said this before, that Marvel fandom is becoming a lot like Star Wars fandom, where it's just like it's just super diabolical in like every, you know, on like online discussion board, mm. where everyone's super opinionated about. And they'll say talking points about the other side, you know what I'm saying, like all the time. Right. So, I mean, I, th- I think it's, it's like, again, when a, if they made a She-Hulk movie, you would see the whole picture in a night. Right. That's true. Right? Yeah. And you, don't, true. You, won't be, you won't be just evaluating like, oh, act one of that movie was, I mean, some people will, but most people aren't thinking of it like breaking down a movie. But when they have a show, when they make a series, it's episodic. And, and it's great for us because we get to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. It gives us the chance to have commentary for each episode, for each chapter, if you will. But we're nowhere near the finished product here. So to say, like, the writing's weak, they don't have a direction, I'm like, I'm seeing progress. Like, she's got a job now. She's had to deal with, like, her first case. She's had to wrestle with if she's even going to do that case. She had to meet Emil Blonsky. That was a fascinating conversation. Like we need to talk about that. Yeah. By the way, yeah, that was. Yeah, we do need. Yeah, that was like, that was probably the most interesting part about the yeah. episode. There's yeah. a ton more depth here, is all I'm saying. So I think you guys just need to sit back, relax, give it a chance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think you know, give it a, give it a shot. I mean, give we're all shot. gonna give it a chance. So you're saying yeah. there's a chance. <laughs> I'll definitely watch it next week's episode. Yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't Good be saying yeah. you're, <laughs> contra- you're contractually you heard obligated. Here, folks. <laughs> we're watching it again <laughs> next week. All right, let's talk about Emil Blonsky. Yeah, what a yeah. setup, right? Um, she first off, she's told to be she Hulk the entire time as a lawyer. Yes, right. And then when she goes to the supermax prison, uh, you can't, you can't, no superpowers. Yeah, no superpowers. And then uh, she shrinks back down. She's probably like, thank God. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the then meeting him and she crosses the line. The alarms go off. That whole mm-hmm. thing. I mean, I thought that was all very interesting about the, the max security, just seeing inside. Yeah. Uh, and then the guard talking her up on the way in, like, "Don't do this. Don't do that." Like that kind of sign stuff. here. Uh, yeah, sign here. <laughs> sign yeah. here. Sign your life away, pretty much. But yeah, yeah. and the, then the conversation they had was, I thought, was very intriguing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely brings up some questions, and I mean, along the lines of what you, what is a superhero? What is you know, what is a villain in, in this form? And also, like, of course, it comes down to, like, the baseline of idea of how much you believe what, what he's really saying. Yeah. You know, like, it, it brings up some, like, real things, but it's also, like, how many of these real things are actually, does he actually believe or does he actually care about? Yeah. I think they also did a pretty good job, too, like, making it where, like, it's all about perception. Because yeah. how, many, how many villains think that they're, they're the villain in their situation? I mean, there are a few. But for the most part, the villains think that they're the hero right. through yeah. their eyes. You're, everyone's um, the hero in their own story. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. So I think this did a pretty good job, like, laying that groundwork where, like, you know, he was this decorated war hero assigned right. yeah. to take out yeah. an enemy. And then now it's flipped. Now the enemy is this decorated superhero and Avenger, you know, all this stuff. And then he's locked, locked in a prison. Yeah. Yeah. Which was fascinating because he, I mean, I was, I was kind of sold in his point of view. He, like he was just doing what he was trained to do with the government. Yeah. And, Correct. uh, and then he went on and she's like, well, what about the Harlem? Like that was all in, un- unsanctioned by the government. But he's like, in his eyes, he was, 
He was doing what the government trained him to do and told him to do. Yeah. Well, and the fact that the the serum was partially messing mm-hmm. with his brain, yeah. which is a yeah. very like the government gave him. Gave serum. Yes, serum. yes, that the government yes. gave him that they that they they made him to be better, and or they were supposed to be made to be better, and you know. I wasn't in my right mind. Like, I mean, you could very much yep. get into that, you know, somebody who's, you know, been taken over, controlled, you know, by these he, extreme he emotions. He was going to be or, Captain America. Or, yes. like, what if you, like, tur- you know, turn the tables? What if Captain America turned? Right. You know, what, if yep. that, you know, what if that whole situation, like, Captain America, like, turned evil because, like, his head was messed with? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So or, like, or, or what about with what Hawkeye did? I mean, it's very, very similar to what happened to Hawkeye in... Um, the first Avengers, Avengers movie, yep. if you think right. about it, yeah. in the sense that he wasn't doing something out of his own want, he was doing something because of somebody, order, he, yeah. somebody t- taking control of his mind. And you know, Hawkeye was basically immediately forgiven. Yep, you know? <laughs> that's true. Fair point, because he's American. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, right? yeah essentially, yeah. He's, he's this is we're talking about a. Uh, British, he's British, right? Isn't that what it is? uh, he's uh, Ru- he's Russian he's born, Russian but born. a British operative. Okay, yeah, yeah. Russian born, British operative, and and you could see my favorite part of that whole well, one of my favorite parts of that whole conversation is you can see when uh, she realizes she has a case. Yes. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, the, like, the light goes off. Yeah. She says, "Wait a minute, the U.S. government did this to you? Like they they're the ones that gave you this serum?" Yeah, it's yeah. like I was like, "Oh, I t- I turned to my wife and said, she's got her case." That's it's it. good. Like, yeah. she's ready. Yeah. And sure enough, like, she was, that's what she said to Holloway later. She's like, you know, 100% got a case. We're going to, we're going to crush it. But yeah. yeah, that was a fascinating. And, and you know what? Like, The Incredible Hulk is <laughs> nobody's favorite Marvel movie, right? No. Yeah. But as I was remembering it, it's like, you know what? The, I, I remember vaguely, I say vaguely, um, scenes where you could tell, like, Emil is doing this, but he doesn't feel like sure about it. Yeah. Right. Right. Like he, he was like, he was conflicted in it. Right. Like, um, where you could even feel like he knew he was being used. He knew he was being manipulated. Unsure. Yeah. yeah. Very unsure. Mm -hmm. So, um, it makes me wonder like, okay, is he genuine there? I mean, everything he said to her, is she genuine? Is he genuine? What do you guys think? I mean, it's really hard to tell. He makes a case. Very, He is a very, like, shady type of character in that sense. And I kind of think of is this partially setting up for the case against um, Jamila Demille's character. Like, is, because her, I feel like her potential case could set up to where it's kind of a very similar situation. Where she was just trying to get back at, you know, an organization that had wronged her as well. Right. You know, and it's kind of Emil Blonsky's kind of saying her case while actually stating his own case. So I think there's a possibility that that could play out throughout this season as well. Yep. Mm. I'm going to say that it's genuine just because of the fact that Wong is involved. So right after this episode, I go back and I look, I, I watch Shang-Chi and that scene where they're in the fight club and everything and they're having that fight or whatever. And then at the end of that, when they're in the locker room, um, Wong is like, Talk, basically like coaching him like i thought we talked about that you know that right hook sort the, you know this and that it seems like wong is trying to help him through whatever he's going yeah. through making him a better person um and i don't think wong would do that for somebody who's not going to be genuine or that's yeah, a great point yeah or great has point. like other motives and that sort of thing I, I really do hope we get a more like 
a better expl- explanation of what was actually happening. Like, yeah. how did Wong get involved with right. Abomination? Right. Well, cool fact too is like when he made that portal to like go back like to uh, it, it was the prison. Like, yeah, in Shang Chi, yeah, like, yeah, 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 the portal. Yeah, it's good. the prison. Which which is was pretty well, cool. So this is what I think. Like she goes and it's like like she's like, How's the rage and everything like that? And he's like, Oh, I got it all under control. Well, I think the way he got it under control was by doing underground fight club where he gets yeah. to unleash his rage and Wong was a big driving force on the ability to do that. Um, based on I don't know, maybe he <laughs> the sorcerer supreme Wong uh, maybe he's trying to rehabilitate uh, powerful yeah. beings in, well, for uh, yeah. imminent threat well, that's coming. Maybe one of two things. Maybe he can do something similar to what the ancient one can do now, in the sense that like she can kind of separate the two of them, like like she did to Hulk um, in um, about the astral plane, that kind of thing. Y- yeah, or? like when yep. she when she hit him and the two were kind of separated. And number two, maybe it is almost maybe it's almost set up to that idea of. Lots of times people are like, well, maybe the best way, it may not always seem the best way, but you teach someone to get out their aggression in a way that's like either like karate or like mixed martial arts or things like that. And that helps them be less angry in their normal life if they can mm. get, have this outlet in a in another way. Hmm. Yeah, mm. that's true. We will, we will learn more. I know that. Yeah. Like, like Wong's yeah. got to be in the next week's episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. Easily. Well, it might not be. It, it probably will be, but maybe not. But I think what's interesting to me is – a lot of people have speculated that um, Abomination is going to be a part of the Thunderbolts. Ah, there you go. Mm. And so that's where the connection for me, I, I wonder, like, okay, it seems like Wong, to some extent, is helping Abomination. Yeah. He's helping Emil here. But if it's true that he's going to be a part of the Thunderbolts, does that mean that, like, we're, we're going to see Val, like, slither her way in and kind of, <laughs> you know, convince him to join her? Or, yeah. or, or, or like... Is, does it go much deeper than that? And we just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really intrigued to see that. Yep. Um, I don't know what to think. So, I mean, I could see Val coming in and, you know, it's a life that um, maybe it's one of those things where uh, even though he may want to change, he only, may only have so many options in life. And this is something that he has known as being kind of a black ops type of person. Like mercenary. Yeah, like that type of person. That's how what he was before he was Abomination. So like yep. maybe joining in that group of um, the Thunderbolts will be like kind of a homeless, him almost kind of falling back into his old life, but feeling like he has new purpose and that his purpose is in the right direction, whether it is or not. You know, um, so maybe once again, he is fall- unfortunately falling maybe into a trap of being used again, even though he th- ah, he's hoping to not can't break the cycle. <laughs> it just follows him wherever he goes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which I mean would fit really well into the um, like kind of setup of the people that they're kind of building into this group. These people who want to do good but have been kind of manipulated in some way, whether it be U.S. agent. Because, I mean, I think for the most part, I think U.S. agent has always wanted to do the right thing. Yeah. But he has been kind of told the wrong things. He's had moments where he's broken. I mean, even down to Yelena, who's, you know, ever since she's been kind of broken of, you know, uh, her spell, basically, she's tried to do the right thing. Although she's been, once again, she's been manipulated in certain ways as well, even through the Hawkeye series where she was initially given... Uh, incorrect information, you know, and then, you know, now uh, uh, Blonsky, you know, you see someone who's rehabilitated himself, hopefully a little bit, and now he's getting unfortunately used again. So Mm -hmm. it's a very, like, you're seeing these patterns starting to build. All the people that you you mentioned are are all dealing with the effects of uh, a serum a side effect or yeah. a programming side yes. effect with Yelena. Yeah. Like, yep. All of them have had their heads messed with. So, yeah. um, I mean, 
going into a team like the Thunderbolts, uh, I mean, you feel like that's going to play a factor? Like, you think they're going to be questioning their, the motives of the people who recruited them? Or do you, like, th- that, that's how it's all going to play out. And I feel mm-hmm. like watching the Emil and how this trial pans out, I think is going to be a big um, driving force in when the movie actually, Thunderbolts, comes out. Yeah, and, it'll, and it's yep. interesting because there's, like, these, these type of people, you sometimes think of them as being super, like, skeptical, but lots of times it actually almost turns in the opposite way, is that they get affection, and then they're, like, almost ultra loyal to these groups that show them some some form of you know affection or care um because they they've been messed with so much that they it's almost creates a cycle of they continually give into this idea because they want to believe that there is someone out there that is not trying to mess with them Hmm. well it's uh it, it was really interesting to see blonsky again and um what do you guys think? So she she goes back home. She calls Bruce, which we'll get to the phone call of Bruce in a minute. Um, she then calls Holloway to let him know that she's taken on the case and she's yep. committed. Um, and then he says, you should turn on the news. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we see a viral video of Abomination in Asia. And what's, what city was that? Do we know? Um, um, was it was it Madripoor? It wasn't no, Madripoor, no, not in Shangxi. It was um, um, Macaw. Wasn't it Macaw? Yeah, it's wherever he went to uh, visit his sister. At. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so so he's in that you know underground fighting ring or whatever, and um, on the news it looks like he it just happened, like he escaped. Like so, that's the timeline. Like that's the timeline. Yeah. So, yep. what do we think about that? I mean, I, I think I think he's been escaping. But it's been one of those things where up until this point, they've been able to keep it under wraps. Um, and I, I, it's I don't an underground even, fight club. So. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, I, I think this just happened to be – I think this is a direct effect of what happened in Changxi in the sense that all the disruptions that they were making in that underground fight club led to the possibility of someone getting information in there and then – releasing it out to the world i think that's kind of what has happened and that he may have been doing this for like six months even like some some type of idea like that where he's been doing it for a while but this is just the first time that it has gotten out to the world in my mind yeah i'm I'm agreeing with that yeah i mean i think it's going to be interesting to see where kind of she hulk starts to connect with the actual mcu timeline which the shang chi viral video uh kind of gives us a really good uh, point but then, like, how far down will we go before um, we start seeing other connections yeah. with, with where other events are happening? So. Yep. Well, I think with the whole, um, like, potential appearance of Daredevil, um, that could help us figure things out in the sense that will he mention anything in the lines of Spider-Man? Like, mm-hmm. what, even, like, offhand, like, oh, well, I represented Spider-Man in some, some form of way. And that'll give us a direct line to the... Um, to the No Way Home storyline, so you'll get. Okay, I'm wondering if we'll get a like a some reaching out from there, or um, if he doesn't mention it at all, then you're kind of like, well, maybe he hasn't had that happen yet, and it's before that part of the timeline. Um, so I think that could be a potential point where it like connects out to the rest of the MCU as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm really not sure. I mean, I think my wife mentioned to me like, what if somebody was like holding on to that video? And only now released it now that he's got a representative from like a legitimate yeah. um, law firm. Ah, uh, okay. So some like 
I don't know, sketchy stuff. Is going yeah, on. And, yeah, and at first, the only thing I could, the only person I could think of is like Val. Like, what if she can get leverage over him somehow? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, one of her little minions in that underground fight club gets a video, holds on to the video for the right time. I mean, it could be something like the lines. Maybe she set up something where she said Jamila Demille's character set in motion something to where she knew that how people may react to that. And she, she hulks, they take her on, and then she, they use that to um, do with the Blonsky, release the Blonsky video to help try to get leverage on Blonsky as well, mm-hmm. you know? It goes deep, people, all right? Yep. <laughs> Deeper than you realize, okay? Yes. Yeah. I Big would time. like to mention my probably the best line in the entire episode was when she was speaking to Bruce, and um, she brings up the line, of course, or he brings up the line, well, you know, I was a completely different person back then, which is phenomenal because he was literally a different yes, actor. Yes, that was when, a good line. When, uh, very meta. When very he, meta. Where he met, uh, <laughs> met Blodsky. Yes. That's true. That's a, that was great, actually. Good, good callback there. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yep. Um, also, something I caught. I don't know if you caught it. I caught it, yeah. Yeah? You, are you going to talk about the laptop? No. Oh, the laptop? Not? Oh, you guys didn't see this? Well, you go. Some okay. of the advertisement? Um, well, not, not just the advertisement, but she's looking for jobs, right? And yeah. she goes, that there's an amusement park article, right? Yeah. If you look at the right-hand column where it says related articles... The very first article that you can she can click on it says "Man with Metal Claws Fighting Bar." Oh yes. yes, I did hear about that. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Mm. So and and that it referenced um, the oh, well, Eternals, the, the yeah. Dead Celestial. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So finally, yeah, there's, there's a reference. Yeah, yeah, statue yeah. out of nowhere, or something like that. Yeah. So we're getting some X Men build. Um, we're getting Ooh. some acknowledgement from for the Eternals movies. So, okay. Yeah, there's there's some things happening behind the scenes yeah. here. That's and, great. Uh, in MCU. I, I wasn't going there, but okay. that's right. great. I was going to the bar where um, Holloway buys her a drink, and he says, let me buy you a drink. And did you see the bottle that the bartender was holding? Was it Pappy? It was a bottle of Pappy. Yep. And I can't tell <laughs> s- some of our listeners and viewers won't know what this means. It's basically one of the most popular bur- bottles of bourbon in the world. And I can't tell if it was the 15-year, the 20-year, or the 23-year, but that shot that he bought her could have been as much as like two hundred dollars. <laughs> wow! Yeah. You look on the bartender's face when he pulled it up. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He said, "Let me buy you a drink," and he's like, "Happy." <laughs> and then, and then Holloway just kind of nods. And I'm like, "Gosh, can you imagine having that much money?" Yeah. To yeah. buy a potential couple hundred dollars shot. I mean, you could just write it off as a business expense because you're Absolutely. technically in a job interview at that point. Expensive. Absolutely. Mm. Yep. Always expensive, people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, where's Hulk going? Uh, back to Sakar. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would. Yeah, probably, probably to meet his uh, his child. Probably that's where I'm gonna guess. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where they're gonna put it. Maybe he hasn't met his child. Oh, he, he has not met his. You know, the mother of his child yet, or whatever. There, the storyline may end up being. He doesn't um, remember the two years he was there as Hulk. It is or, true. Or did he say that the memories fused? Oh wait, no, they, he, yeah, he did. He did oh, say yeah, the yeah, memories yeah. are together okay, now. Okay. But maybe yeah. that's why he was so cool with the show with the ship showing up. Because he knows that maybe he secretly kind of wants to go back there because he does have a child there now. And he has a, you know, a, lo- a potential love interest, you know. Uh, so that would be interesting to see if they're going to play out that um, relationship from the very beginning. Like, is it going to be like from like step one in Sakaar or is it going to be, you know, him stepping back in and he's already you're going to actually see him having a sort of life that he that he had on Sakaar for the in those two years. Mm. 
That's, I mean, that's where I think it's going. Yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be new. There could be no child yeah. involved at all. Uh, sure. He could that's be true. being called back to Sakar to, yeah. I don't know, uh, help with the situation because he made, he made some friends. There. He's a former yeah. champion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Grand champion of Sakar. I mean, yeah, they need, they need, they're in current political turmoil. I would, I would assume because of the, the kind of fall of the Grandmaster. So, but it would be really interesting to see, you know, how that sets up with the Grandmaster still being around, potentially, what they're going to do with that. Which would be that. great. Which would be, it, yeah, it would be <laughs> more phenomenal. More difficult bloom, right? Yeah. Yes. yes, please. I mean, make it happen. Yeah, we, we need more difficult bloom in our lives. Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> okay. Um, I just realized we both did the same thing with our I, hands. I, I, I had so you change. had to change I it. I immediately <laughs> had to change it. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. This this whole video thing is, is really new for us people. What so. do I do with my hands? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, really, though, we appreciate you guys checking us out on YouTube and uh, these videos. And, uh, yeah, help us to grow the Royal Geek Podcast. Please yep. subscribe. Like the video. Hit subscribe. That helps us out tremendously. Share this podcast with your friends. That also helps us out very much. Um, And come on back. We are going to be reviewing more of She-Hulk and many other things in the weeks and months to come. Yeah, and uh, I will say, uh, editing video is a little bit tougher, so the video probably will come out on Monday, but the audio will still drop on Saturdays. Okay. So just throwing that out there. do yeah, better. Lots going in, lots of going into editing. Do better. I can't be up at four a.m. every single day. Yes, you can. <laughs> I try. I try. It's called alarm. Yeah. Justin. And, and, yeah. and yes, I do want to acknowledge that, like the audio on the video that we dropped last week was not the quality. We had a computer issue, and, and we're praying that it's yes. not going to be that way this week. Yes. So that's a little behind the scenes. Every everybody starts somewhere, right? So. Throw us a bone. All right. Uh, come back. Listen. I, I'm hoping the audio is uh, crisp this time. So. Amen to that. All crisp. right. Well, with that in mind, uh, again, thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, come on back next week. We're going to be reviewing uh, episode three of She-Hulk. For my good friends, Sandy, Shimato, and Apple's Axe, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening and watching the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.